As the housing boom returned, let's have a look. Good morning, everyone. Florian Heiser here, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my morning shine of coffee, and I thought we'd read through this article that was sent to me by a viewer from The Australian. Now, this is written by Roger Montgomery, and it is an alternative perspective on the property price boom, you know, asking the reality check. You know, has the boom started again, or has housing rebounded? We keep seeing everything in the media, and it's all based on CoreLogic's data that housing prices are shooting up again. I seem to get the suspicion and the sense that it's just limited to certain markets, and the media is jumping on it to try and spruik up consumer confidence. Because, I mean, guys, the last time we had a look, and I'll bring this up here for your reference, for those who haven't seen it, consumer sentiment is down. It is definitely down. Be interesting to see how it tracks from last month if it has spiked up a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it has. And with Christmas coming, see what happens. So, listening to some of the mainstream media, you'd be thinking, we're back to the races. He's right there. The media is replete with reports of a strong recovery in house prices that portend, portend to a surge in confidence, which I haven't seen, and therefore economic conditions. With the exception of a bounce in house prices, however, not much has changed. Well, yes, confidence isn't up and economic conditions are still where they are. The Australian Bureau of Statistics, Australian Property Monitors, CoreLogic and Residex say year on year, price change trends show prices are falling less. In other words, in recent months, prices have indeed recovered. The data also reflects the latest RBA information about a housing loan approval uptick, which is true. But I mean, wouldn't you'd be shocked? It would, would it be with the amount of changes we've had with cash rates and APRA loosening conditions? And yesterday we looked at a whole uh, significant number of people who needed to reset their mortgages that were going from interest only to interest and principal. I wonder how many of those upticks is in that sphere. If it's just people resetting, refinancing, that would be interesting. If you know where I could find out that information, <laughs> please let me know. Trying to dig through some of these government websites or even, God help me, bring them up to ask for information is a nightmare sometimes. The recovery that began immediately after the liberal election victory is the first sustained increase for almost two years, but are we witnessing a return to boom time? My view is probably not or not yet. Looking at the combination of house price and loan approval increases suggests monetary policy is having a positive impact. But the decline in property prices that began in 2017, which we warned about through 2016, is partly due to an oversupply of property, particularly apartments, or yes, another major major contributor is changes to credit availability. Now, with this, with the oversupply of apartments, we've we've talked about this in a recent video where I discussed the decline in building approvals, and we saw how much of that the the, the significant decline in multi-res, how far that has dropped, like sixty percent in three years. Now, we may have a shortage of supply in housing stock. But it looks like we have an insane oversupply in apartments, particularly 
with all of the construction issues there. I mean, who is going to rush out and buy an apartment now if you can avoid it? I know when we were looking at housing, we bought a fixer-upper that needed insane amount of fixer-uppering. More so with my personality that I probably couldn't handle. Being in a body corporate environment and sharing stuff with idiots. But <laughs> that says more about me than anything else. But also just, I didn't want to bring up kids in an apartment. And now if what's happening construction as well came out, oh boy, I know I would be running away. Let me know in the comments if you would too. I think most of you would as well. So if oversupply is an issue, we would see a recovery in prices, but little or no recovery in building activity. And that is precisely what is happening. Our channel checks indicate the pipeline of residential building work is declining. This means less work ahead for builders and independent contractors from bricklayers and concreters to electricians, carpenters, roofers, and architects. Come on, mate. What about the architects or the drafties or the, anyway, you know, or project managers. I'm sure they can shift to project managing, you know, probably government spending. A combination of higher auction clearance rates and a continuing decline in the residential building pipeline suggests that lower interest rates are driving demand for existing properties rather than new properties. It will be some time before the existing stock is soaked up, ensuring a sustained recovery in house prices. I don't expect a sharp V-shaped bottom for property, but nor do I expect the recent lows to be plumbed again. A drift across at these levels for another year or two might instead be a reasonable expectation. Keep in mind, of course, it is the marginal buyers and sellers this weekend who determine prices for everyone else. Construction doldrums. However, the same drifting at this level cannot be said for the residential construction industry. What we know and have reported previously is that residential building approvals have declined by 40% from the peak level of an annualized 250,000 dwellings. Just think about that, guys. How would you handle a 40% decline in your revenue? Because that's essentially what that sector is going to go through. At a run rate of 150,000 dwellings today, there is simply 40% lower intention to build. Residential approvals are a leading indicator for construction activity, and so the slump in approvals must be followed by a plunging pipeline for builders who might be completing pro properties that were ordered and commissioned a year or two ago. That's the issue. That's the thing. That's one thing what I'd noticed like a couple of years ago, oh, it's getting a bit quiet and I start telling my mates and they go, oh, we're all busy. But they're in the trades. I'm in the design. So it's, you kind of see different different parts of it, of the sector. So although I'm talking to people, it has picked up a little bit before Christmas, but you know, that, that, that sometimes, well, always happens. The question I've been asking is where does the slump in approvals end? Sadly, the answer may be not yet. That's because one likely leading indicator for approvals is land sales, and land sales are plunging too. UBS says that at their peak, land sales in Sydney, Melbourne, Southeast Queensland, and Perth were running at an annualized 58,000 transactions. Today, that number sits just under 25,000 transactions, a decline of 57%, suggesting further declines in building approvals are imminent. Yep, I'm, I, th I think he's right on the money there. I'm going to take a swig of coffee at that one. And these, these are the issues to 
These are the fundamentals moving forward that we need to keep in mind when people are talking about a price spike or a boom in property, you know, shooting up. Remember, remember it's uh, interest rates, cash is getting a lot cheaper. So some people are jumping, they're responding to the media. A lot of it is through a psychology too. So one wonders if the 3.5% of the Australian workforce, 370,000 people, 75,000 directly employed in residential construction can see the pipeline drying up and are responsible for directing earnings into paying off the mortgage rather than spending it at the shops. Indeed, Treasury Secretary Stephen Kennedy suggested as much to a Senate Estimates Committee a week or two ago that households would initially use the tax cut to pay down debt faster. Well, yes, I mean, <laughs> speaking from my own lived experience, I'm pushing more off the mortgage and getting further ahead of that, reducing the amount I need to pay every week to, well, to mean there's less need to, ex you know, rush out there, rush out there and beg for scraps. Or if work is a bit quiet for a patch, it's fine. And that's sensible planning. You don't want to rush out and buy rubbish that you don't need. And I would put, you know, I'd bet a carton of Aldi coffee that that is what a lot of people in the construction industry are doing. If you're worried about the future, if the pipeline gets a bit quiet, you might stash a little bit more, a little bit more away, put a bit more off the mortgage, you know, reduce that, those repayments. You know, so slowing economy. I'm not sure to what extent the very real and serious downturn, slowdown in forthcoming construction activity affects the aggregate economic growth rate, and I'm unwilling to suggest we're headed, heading for a recession. There are simply still too many levers the RBA and the government might pull to help prevent that. What I will suggest is that declining incomes and income recession, if you will, is a very real possibility for a growing number of Australians. Yes, well, we have been, our growth has been depressed for the last 10 years. And a lot of our, well, we're quite dependent on what's happening overseas, particularly with the cost of our imports and the amount that we export. I, I'd put money that a recession is going to come. I think in some ways Australia needs a recession. It's been too long since we've had one. Maybe it'll wake up a generation. Or maybe I'm just sounding all them bitter. So that the economy is slowing in Australia seems beyond doubt. And during the AGM season, several companies have highlighted weakened conditions. Weakening conditions. At Cleanaway's AGM, the company highlighted sensitive sensitivity to the economic cycle, particularly weaker economic activity, surprising the market and causing the share price to slide. While CleanAway still expects earnings growth this financial year, there is now a skew to the second half concerning investors who have downgraded earnings. Meanwhile, Viva Energy is the exclusive licensee of Shell Fuels and the distributor of Shell Lubricants in Australia. Additionally, Viva manufactures and distributes bitumen and industrial chemicals. In its September quarter update, the company noted industry margins and trading conditions remained weak across the sector, while emphasizing weaker economic conditions and intensified competition. If 380,000 builders and building contractors see their incomes fall by up to half over the next 12 months, the reverberations will be felt by retailers, many of whom are already struggling. And if we add to the builders, the retail staff expect experiencing weaker incomes, 
the employees of startups whose time might soon be up. We do have the ingredients for many, Austra for many Australians to batten down the hatches, tighten their belts rather than head off to the races again. So Roger Montgomery is founder and chief investment officer of the Montgomery Fund. So he's a fund manager. So an interesting take. I would agree with a lot of what he's had to say here. Although I'm probably more more inclined to argue that Australia is heading for a recession. But uh, you have to realize my exposure to this construction industry and the people I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis means I'm probably going to be hearing more about slowing economic and construction activities than a lot of other people. And that'll probably bias me to some extent and make me go gray and bald faster. <laughs> so guys, what do you think? I know we've got a lot of tradies, builders and people in the game on this channel. Some of them are saying they've, you know, seen a pickup, some are busy, some are a bit slow. Even for those of you that are busy, are you planning for times to get quiet? Let us know what you're doing. Take care, everyone. Like, share and subscribe. If you'd like to help me produce more of this content, I have a Patreon and a subscribe star where you can support. I also have affiliate links where I get a small referral fee. Take care, everyone. Have a great day and I'll see you later. Bye for now.